Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. You got your well, teeth out. Yeah, if you got your teeth out. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. That's a heck of a way to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are y'all talking about? Trying I'm sitting here trying to concentrate. We've got to, got to start the show, and y'all are talking about whatever. <laughs> talking about drug raids. Oh, That's okay. Right. <laughs> what does that have to do with taking your teeth out? Well, it's sort of like liver mush that we talked about one time for half an hour. <laughs> Oh, his well. little earbuds that are in the uh oh oh yeah that's in in that con- his contain- mouth retainer mouth retainer yeah whatever welcome to the wptf weekend gardener an auspicious start to the morning <laughs> we're sorry if i i woke you up and and scared you there at at first or Nelson did. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, somebody, somebody dreaming. Did you take your teeth out? <laughs> Where's your teeth? Well, I guess that's not as bad as me burping one day. You all laughed about, and well, I didn't know I'd done it. It was very discreet. Most things, <laughs> most things go on this show. I mean, what are they going to do? Burn down the studio? I. They couldn't find it. With this, this, this labyrinth you know, in here. Downtown, downtown at four ten South Salisbury Street. The uh, main studios had locks on them, and they they were, there were double doors. There was an airlock, and there were double doors, and there was you could you could lock yourself in. Oh, I know it looked like a prison. I went down there with Bart Rittner quite a few times. Yeah, so it's uh, maybe maybe that's what we need in here in case they they want to get us out. Well, we, we get Joe lock. the bouncer. We haven't heard from <laughs> well, Joe that's the right. bouncer and, and Mrs. Bouncer. You y'all need to show up, and the whip needs to show back up, and I'm sure we'll hear from. JC today, we ought to, ought to hear his birthday John last week. You had a birthday? John Ruth, yeah. yeah. All of our cast of characters, just yes. go ahead and call in. Yeah. It'll be fine. So, uh, Nelsa, you've certainly been out in the sun. Yes, sir, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, Brown as toast. You're brown. Your mom brown, too, because she's been out a lot, too. She is very brown. She's got oh. some of that uh, <clears throat> Native Indian blood in her. I saw you. Oh, yeah. I saw you at the beach. A picture of you and your mom yeah. at the beach. I've been able to spend some nice quality time with mom, and um, we've still kept our chores up on the farm. So it's been it's been a, a very nice and busy June. Yeah, I'm glad. It's nice to have a mom around. I was always accused of being a mama boy, and I said I admit it. Yeah, I am a mama's boy. Yeah. Well, I have, I have my my mother's bags under my eyes. So they were. <laughs> Everybody and all of her brothers and sisters. She had eight brothers and sisters. They all had them. Now I have them, and uh, that's a sign of I need to, uh, Thanks, mom. I need to walk around with uh, cold compresses on my my eyes, or maybe I'll, some uh, cucumbers. I'll bring you some of my long cucumbers. My yeah, sear you. That's right. Uh, that's, that's what I need to do. But uh, the, I I wish I was as nice as my mom was. My mom well, was really nice. You know, my mother. She she's funny because. I was I was not able to get my garden in uh, during the time frame that I liked to get it in. It was um, it was really like the third week of May, right before Memorial Weekend, 
And so I had slim pickings, so most of the cucumbers um, and squash were gone. So I was having to put like the patty pan squash in or the, like I say, kind of the, the long Chinese cucumbers in. So they're all over the farm and I've got them in tomato cages because literally some of them are, are 30 inches long. They're And mom's like, oh my goodness. But um, <laughs> she's probably made five or six batches of her, um, we call it a cucumber spread. But it's, it's just basically you cut the seeds out of the cucumber, um, you puree it with some onion, and add a bar of cream cheese that's softened. And uh, it is such a good spread on a oh cracker, on a slice of bread. It's cool and refreshing. I was thinking when you described that, a cucumber would be a good weapon of destruction. <laughs> well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Wax about kind of an equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But they're, they're very yummy. Oh, uh, Marshall's Produce. Yeah. 64, they, are open, yeah. they opened yesterday. We were oh, did going they? to Pittsburgh, and, and Melissa looked on their, their website. Uh, people <coughs> always call this show and ask when they're going to be on because, you know, they got these big tomato fields. And uh, so they're open now. Well, you know, he, he I've spoken with Marshall several times over the years, and um, he said they always open the weekend of the 4th of July. So I, I, I left early to avoid Jordan Lake traffic. So I, I left probably around... I don't know, 9 a.m., 8.30, 9 a.m. on um, the 4th of July, Monday, and I uh, did not see that they were open, as well as on my return, which was late, probably yeah. 8, 8.30 at night, but, or, well, probably about 8 at night, but, um, so that's good to know they're open. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nice folks, and they listen to this show, I'm yeah. told, so that's extra good. Now, the 4th of July, I can't imagine what Jordan Lake looks like, especially with that brand new huge ABC store oh, gosh. adjacent to it. I'm like, <coughs> did, did Big John christen that? Since he works well, he knew ABC all about board. it. Yeah. If it's an ABC store, he knows it because he's been there. Not because he's drinking all of it. No, no, no. He works for the Education ABC man. Yeah. And I was in a parade in Boone on the 4th of July in a 1956 Chevrolet. Nice. And, oh, yeah, that's right. You were in a parade last week. How and, cool was it? Everybody, uh, well, he was hot as the devil. Oh, no. But everybody, nobody could see or knew who it was because it didn't have my name on there. But they were, what model is it? What model is it? Well, I got my driver and put it in perfect condition, a 1956 Chevrolet pickup, and it was a beauty. Well, wow. I'll tell you, if, if I had been invited to go, I would have walked in front of the car with a sign that says, this is Rufus Edmonds. <laughs> That's what I would have Now, done. was that a green Chevy or blue? It was blue. Okay. It was blue. Very cool. And he said the only difference was in the 56 and the, and the 55 was the decal around the, the steering wheel and the horn and a side mirror. You'd have the white walls on it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my buddy Lou, he's down at Oak Island now. He was trying to find the white walls for his truck. They're, they're just they're so hard to come by now. Yeah. But he has his dad's, uh, I can't remember. I have to get his wife to text me. It's either a 54 or 55. Beautiful truck. Oh, his my. son has it now. I think my father bought the Chevrolet dealership in Nashville. He was already at the Buick dealer. Bought it maybe in 57, something like that, 57, 58. So, That's so cool. Yeah, there's some really cool cars back then, but I like them a lot better now. Now, see, I drew, I grew up uh, driving a uh, 60, 64 Chevelle 
No, it's a 69 Chevelle Malibu with a 307 in it. Good gracious. Or something. I had a uh, 67 Volkswagen. Did you? Bug. With that yeah. long beard. and It was kind of like your, a, a Fred Flintstone's car. Yeah, your, yeah. your bell-bottom uh, britches. Yeah, and Melissa, Melissa, our, our first date, uh, it was raining hard, and one of the windshield wipers came loose and uh, she got out and, and fixed it in the rain <laughs> goodness you said well i'm gonna keep her then that's i mean that she's still like that to this day she she takes charge of everything so awesome yeah well i need a lot of guidance let's face it I well really... i have i have my warden at home the warden <laughs> well, bless her heart yeah hey don is in raleigh don good morning you're on wptf Thank yes, sir. My call. Sure. How can we help you, sir? So I have a fescue lawn, and uh, not for the issues with my irrigation system. It uh, was lush green. Uh, it's weed-free. However, with the uh, issues with my irrigation system, I've got some brown, uh, some areas that have just, the grass has died, or it looks like it has died. This is, uh, I've been using a tribrum tri-blend grass seed that uh, home and garden sells and it looks like the thin the thin blade stuff is just just dead so my question is uh, what, is there anything I can do to get that to come back or I just need to just wait until um, the fall when I aerate and overseed and uh, yeah I, you know <clears throat> Fescue does not respond well except to a lot of watering, but you run into a risk of brown patch, and that may be brown patch. Yeah, or it, it tends to, yeah, I mean, it, it tends to not like the heat. So, um, you know, even if you're putting the water to it, you can still have issues with the heat. Um, it sounds like you, you take great care of your, your lawn. Uh, good for you, but... Um, Probably what I'm thinking, since you take so such good care of it, is that um, much like the warm season grasses that go dormant in the wintertime, sometimes your fescue grass, if it's got the roots, it can kind of go summer dormant um, and get that brown um, look to it. So hopefully it hasn't died in that spot, but the roots are just you know hanging on and it'll rejuvenate itself. But if you you know yes, I would wait till fall to um, corate and um, and overseed yeah that's what you run into with fescue now if you <coughs> have full sun i would highly recommend warm season grass uh, if you look at your neighbors bermuda or fest <laughs> or uh, or zoysia or centipede then um, you'll and, certainly be envious and get so. your irrigation fixed <laughs> yeah, yeah irrigation it, Irrigation is really a must with fescue a lot of the times. And I, I have fescue, but I can't have anything else. That, but most of what I have in my yard is trees and shrubs and stuff like that. And I have a lot of roots, and I can't I can't grow warm season grass because I have a lot of shade, and I have a lot of trouble with fescue because of the root competition. Yeah, and with your shade, I mean, you can try the um, like the shady nook that WQ puts out, which has a lot of uh, bluegrass and chewing's red, which you were mentioning the thin blades. Um, I'm not familiar with the blend you're using, but if you um, you know look on the the back of the package, it should give a breakdown of what types of fescue seed um, 
you're growing and typically the bluegrasses um, or the chewings red will be the ones that will be more dominant in your shade area yeah irv evans used to recommend fescue and a bluegrass combination when you buy grass seed if you must have a cool season grass yeah and and like i say shady nooks one of the best um locally here in uh yeah why quarrels Quarrels is the best period and but uh, having that that irrigation system certainly helps don i i salute you for for really trying it's a it's a battle every year for fescue well don you could do like one of my friends went to the extreme and spray painted the dark spots (laughs) and she said that's the worst mess i ever saw in my life yeah, it's, it's hard to hard to get that hard to get that fixed. That, that's more sweat equity than I'm. Prepared. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> um, my last last question is, I'm uh, I'm on a thirty. Right, let's see, I'm due for I'm due. Let's see, I think next week to put down uh, a fungicide. I, I use um, a commercial grade stuff that I that I I buy and I use. And I'm just wondering if uh, putting it down is throwing away money or just, you know. Well, I I, you know, if that. I'll it, use it and just see what happens. I think fungicides are good for preventing brown patch. I don't know, Nelsa, how much it, it really cures the problem. Well, it sounds like he has um, a particular area that's um, affected at this point. Um, so it. It's certainly not going to hurt, especially with um, if you're in that zone that's been targeted uh, several afternoons this past week, as well as um, the anticipated rain. You know, so if you're getting uh, these thunder showers, even though it's coming down really quick and moving on, um, and you have fescue and and with the heat, I mean, a fungicide can help maintain uh, what is looking good. Um, so you know, and again, possibly your dry heat stressed areas that's what it is and not necessarily brown <coughs> so um do you have a lot of trees do you have, <coughs> have oaks and maples and things that no, are no, I, uh, I, uh, i've got i've got one big pine in that area uh the grass is doing okay and i've got uh, uh what are the two bradford pears and uh Immediately under the Bradford pears, the the, uh, the grass is doing fine. But uh, as you get out from under the umbrella of the, of the Bradford pears, uh, and these areas are subjected to lots of direct sun, uh, that's where the fescue is really struggling. Yeah. You know, I think NC State will pay you to get rid of those Brad- <laughs> Bradford pears, Don. And that's no lie because they they have become invasive. They put a bounty out. You look at uh, early spring, late winter, when the pear trees are blooming, they're all over the place. Yeah. They're taking over. Well, mine are 27 years old. Well, you're a – boy, that is that is really – you must really take care of everything in your landscape, <laughs> Don. I had an arb- – I had arborists come out and look, and they say they're really, really healthy. We don't usually see them healthy like this. They're not at any risk of splitting. Uh, I did have them treated uh, with, uh, I can't pronounce it, something, E-M something. Uh, uh, they, they, they treated it with that, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, that's, uh, I think that's the application that 
I have uh, on my red tips. I've got some of the few red tips left alive. I think Entomosporium <coughs> leaf spot is is what you have. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Typically, with Bradford pears, you more have to worry about the um, the shanking, the bacterial wilt, which you would use the the strepta uh, was it streptocarpus um, for blight. Basically, mm-hmm. it gets in through the flowers and works its way down through the stems. That's usually what uh, affects Bradford pears. Well, fine and healthy, they're hanging in there <laughs> with no pears. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you might go online and get a copy of Carolina Lawns. It's uh, <coughs> If you go to Turf Files, it's an NC State uh, maintained site, and uh, the, you can download Carolina Lawns, and that has everything you need to know about growing grass in North Carolina. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, uh, Rufus and I were talking about a buddy of mine, David Gaddis, and um, he's got a beautiful... Um, 2500 Duramax Chevy brand new and he's he's out on this farm in Siler City has a 25 year old Bradford pear it's huge I was like you need to get wow. rid of that anyway <laughs> big old windstorm came up a couple weeks ago took a huge branch down he was parked under it smashed his truck oh my <laughs> oh no so sure enough keep he, that in mind Don <laughs> so he yeah he, he, he we were chatting the other day and he's like oh I've got somebody coming to get rid of that tree chop it down <laughs> <laughs> Well, Don, if you want to continue this conversation next week uh, with somebody who is really into to, uh, grass, it's uh, Gerald Adams will be here, and uh, he just loves talking about grass all the okay. time. Well, I'm a regular listener. I've been listening to you all right. for well, years. If so. we didn't answer everything today, you call back and ask Gerald and right. uh, get a yep. copy of that Carolina Lawn. <clears throat> well, hey, love, love for you to call us again, Don. Well, Don, you so Don you'll notice that, that my usual response to something about grass is clover, so I didn't bring it up today. Good for you. <laughs> All right. Clover and hardscapes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. You too, Don. All right. Bye. You know, if you if you can't survive in my yard, it's just tough because I'm I'm not going to bail you out. Uh, I'll I'll water things that I haven't planted yet and newly planted things for a while, but if you don't catch catch those roots. <laughs> <laughs> and start growing some, and uh, depending on yourself, and you're you're just up the creek. That's the way. Is that the way it is at, at your place, Rufus? Well, if it won't survive, take a dive. Take a dive. <laughs> now, I, I, I've done. I made a mistake this year. Put out too many annuals with all this dry weather. Oh, that's tough. And I'm wow. afraid that my well's going dry. It's been in 40 years for outside watering, and I need to find me a good well man. To see whether it's the motor uh, in the well. Very well. That's that's liable to go out before. It's it's been in there forty years. Yeah. It's got a. We're not really in drought territory here. We're abnormally dry in Wake County, but yeah, I bet it's the pump. Well, I was dancing the rain dance two days. Well, I would love to have seen that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I even had a pair of Bermuda shorts on, which I chicken legs. I've sworn off off since my neighbor weaned me that. And like Lisa, uh, Nelson said one time, I went over there with these Bermuda shorts on, and my neighbor about half drunk, and he said, well, where'd you get that chicken you rigged up on? <laughs> Saw my little old skinny legs. That wasn't very nice. Yeah, That's he, not what y'all said about me this morning, did you? 
I called you a seersucker. <laughs> I got a seersucker suit. Uh, I don't, I'm not wearing a seersucker suit. I haven't got mine out yet. It's about time. I haven't, I haven't worn one this year, I don't think. I know you wore one to the dinner on Depot. I sure did. Okay. Yeah. Looking mighty dapper Thank that night. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. We, that was a fun night. All right. Uh, we'll uh, talk to Gail after the news here on WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 835. Mike Rayleigh here, and uh, Brother Rufus is with us. Uh, if you're wondering where Miss Ann is, she hasn't been with us for a while because of some uh, health concerns, and, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, she'll, she'll be uh, forever our, uh, our uh, co-host emeritus along with Irv Evans, uh, but we hope that Irv at some point can pop on the show again. I'm just um, he's had a lot of trouble since uh, the late 80s, early 90s with his voice mm-hmm. and um, he was on with us on his uh, on our 30th anniversary and um, we'll see if we can get him back at least for our, our 40th or uh, maybe sooner than that. I don't how, is Irv, how's Irv? You see him? I haven't uh, seen him in a while. A lot of times I'll see some of his wonderful plant posts um, on Facebook, but I haven't um, seen him probably since we did the 30-year picture in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I certainly learned a lot from him yeah, over the guy. years. I, it's stuff that I've really retained, um, certainly, from, from Irv. Uh, just just the littlest thing that I, that I can remember uh, from, from doing the show, and that's been a long time. I guess 91, 92 was... Mm-hmm. The last time he was on on with us regularly, uh, before uh, his voice just completely gave out. But at any rate, um, brother uh, brother Rufus with us, uh, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay Verena. I don't even think I <laughs> I don't even think I mentioned your name or <laughs> whom you represent uh, in the last half hour. So uh, forgive good. me for that. All good gardeners she represents. I mean, yeah, people people good. know who you are anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Gets it gets to that point. See, you're famous. I don't know. Everybody on this show, uh, except for me. Well, you're the big daddy. I'm not. I'm just a bus driver. Beep beep. <laughs> Gail is with us uh, in Raleigh. Gail, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for being patient and waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this week we discovered on our new iPhone that there's a way, if you take a picture of a plant or a flower, it will identify it. Uh, We found two things in the yard. One is marjoram, and it's just growing wild. I don't know where it came from. We've never planted marjoram. I Uh, think I use that for a a chicken chicken (laughs) recipe, as a matter of fact. Well, the the app on the phone said it's invasive. Um, True. So <laughs> oh, you got some too. Huh? Oh yeah. Oh. So it's really not a good thing to leave in the garden. It will spread. I mean, if if just don't let it go to seed. Meaning, when it blooms, 
nip it in the bud. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> we did notice some of it popping up in the yard. So, you know, well, All right. that's not a good thing. That is yeah, real and happy. I, and I would take a sample to a garden center just to be 100% sure that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because it could be normally, a type of celery or something. Oh, because normally marjoram is a, is a uh, herb doesn't spread like that? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, but yeah. And the other thing that we found growing wild on the edge of the yard, it identified it as a princess tree. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. So princess tree is common uh, in this area? Well, I mean, I think they're really cool, but, um, you know, some people want to cut them down. They grow so fast. Um Beautiful is big that leaves. something you see uh, on the side of the road? Yes, uh, the blooming in the spring, late, yeah, yeah kind of lavender blooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's princess tree as opposed to an empress tree, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. All right. Do they look so like the blooms of crepe myrtles? Is that what you're talking about? Well, it's a real not a crepe myrtle or or, or that horrible. It doesn't have a lot of limbs on it. it yeah. It's the. It's funny because um, that the the prim, princess tree is the one that um, uh, Mr. Finch started growing on his farm, and typically you'll you'll see where people will cut them back so they they don't ever get the trunks and tree form. They get multiple trunks because people will just cut them back and cut them back, and they'll keep growing. I mean, I've seen them growing in cracks in downtown Raleigh, but he he figured out how to grow one and limb it up and and continue to grow as a matter of fact he has an orchard of this princess tree um and the polonia so he discovered you know the wood is um is very very soft very light but um it it doesn't decay and rot so that's what he started making his bluebird boxes out of oh so when you drive in yes and when you drive onto their property you'll see a whole grove of them on your left and you'll see their their and they have to get I can't remember so big but you'll see their um, their their mill where they plane the lumber and all themselves and then of course the you know they have the the ceramic potteries and the blueberries and all that there too but so it, you know some people's weeds can be another man's another person's gym jewel so uh-huh. um, it's yeah. sort of like a mimosa my my mother-in-law believes that they're an overgrown weed and I love them. I've I've seen some some really big ones, especially down east. Well, in the the one at the garden hut, I bet you it's thirty five foot across and probably fifteen eighteen feet high. And, How old is it? Uh, well, it has probably been in the ground maybe fourteen fifteen years, mm-hmm. uh, maybe sixteen. But um, <laughs> when I see them flowering, which they are now, the one we have is chocolate, so burgundy foliage. But uh, I always think of a professor of mine, uh, Will Hooker. Um, he was in design, uh, an amazing guy, uh, really brought permaculture to, to this area. Um, but uh, he, he'd say take the blooms and make a tincture out of it. So you could put it in vodka, you could put it in whatever, but supposedly it's a Chinese um, whatever remedy for the winter blues. And uh. you just you go ahead and you take the blooms, you put it in a little a little thing of uh, vodka, seal it, and... Um, now you're talking. You so is get, it psychedelic if, or what? No, I think it's just supposed to improve. I mean, you just take a, a sip. You're not... 
having a you don't reason. chug it. No, you're not having a that. stiff. You're just oh, having a sip. It's not a shot. But supposedly, I mean, and you can look this up and Google it. But it is a a Chinese, um, you know, herbal tincture that is supposed to improve um, those who have. Um, you know, depression during during our short days in the winter. How about that, Rufus? What's well, the first I, thing I, you I want do? one. I want one for the summer. <laughs> the summer humidity. Oh well, well, you can make a blueberry teeny. <clears throat> yeah. Muddle some blueberries. Uh-huh. Strain them. There well, you go. What's the first thing you're going to do when you go home? <laughs> well, you eat a hot I've dog, got, or you're going to get a, I'm, a I'm mimosa bloom. Probably going to go by Georgia's. I don't know where the gale's still on or not, but. Have you ever been to uh, the hot dog place called Roast Grill Gale? No, I haven't. Well, you need to go because that's it's famous all over the place, and uh, a lot of famous people have been in there to eat. Seats about 14 people all together right downtown on, I believe, Harrington Street. And if you don't get there in time, you won't get a seat. There are about 10, 10 seats in there. Where do you park, Rufus? Well, I, you, I've always had had good luck on Hillsboro. Okay. Yeah, I park on I park in front of the law school. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, what was that called again? Roast. The roast grill. Yep, it's really good. Best it, dog all they, have. Yeah, homemade chili and you know they they hot dogs <laughs> is all they got. But you, you're not allowed ketchup, Gail. No, they they don't carry ketchup, and they they have eased the rules somewhat by saying. If you must, you may bring ketchup with you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to read you something about the marjoram. Um, today, is it's used largely for consumption. Its popularity is due to the, the rise of low-fat and low-salt diets. So it's a good seasoning, but I just don't think it's invasive, and that's why I hesitate with folks. Um, several of my uh, staff members have that plant app, and, um, you know, it's – does pretty good, but you you you're not going to find a hundred percent accuracy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we did remove it because it was popping up in the grass in yeah. the yard. Yeah, I just so don't we did remove that. But don't think that's I, what you have. But oh, I hope okay. to God you don't have stilt grass. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I think if it is um, marjoram, I think it's going to continue to pop up. So if it does, I'll just keep some of it and, you know, get it checked by, uh, get it checked out. Yeah. But I'm going to keep the um, the princess tree. It's in the edge of the woods. It's not bothering anybody. Well, there you go. That and sounds I'm, like a perfect, perfect uh, idea. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'd do? I'd go make myself a mimosa elixir <laughs> and eat a hot dog today, Gail, not worry about it. <laughs> That's what I'd do. I would like to ask one more thing, since you have people on that are so knowledgeable about so many things. I'm looking for somebody that can do uh, Rush. Do, um, did you say Rush? Rush. Yeah. Well, I haven't been through Rush in, in about are 50 years. <laughs> I, what, what does that mean, Gail? Well, it's like caning. It's a form of caning. But instead of the caning, this is uh, when you make a chair bottom you it's rush it's made out oh they, they are the the, the the rush is the, the material used isn't it like they use in charleston or? the bible you know there's a uh, there's a gentleman i don't know how often he is at the farmer's market mm-hmm. anymore and he 
used to cut down his trees and mill the wood and make baskets. And he he would be a good person to ask about that if you can find him. I'll ask when we have the the farmers market folks on. I'll ask if he's still out there and what his name is and things like I, that. And I tell you, uh, not to cut you off, Mike, but um, there is a guy. Uh, Gary Calder that's at the farmer's market um, can't 100% think of their business but they're they're the ones that have um, they 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 do basket weaving basically oh okay well that's yeah same yeah, thing yeah so Gary Calder and uh, his uh, wife Sybil Calder um, she was one of my first employers she uh, was took over her uh, father's garden center that used to be behind North Hills Mall called Wakestone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so they they somehow or they got together and and Gary is extremely knowledgeable of of plants and um, you know now these days he's he's weaving baskets he and his wife and they have a great business out there. Mom and I have bought uh, several baskets. And really if they cool. don't do the chairs, they can probably tell you someone exactly who they're would very do connected. Them. Yes. Yeah, you might mm-hmm. you might call Monica Gale out at the farmers market. And she could tell yeah. you immediately Might whether they're s- there or not. Maybe it's Sunshine Baskets or something like that. I, I apologize. I can't think of it. Let's see if I can find him on Facebook. But uh, the Bible mentions Rush Rush uh, uh, in some context of of uh, something. Maybe maybe it had to do with baby Jesus. And All right. The, the bull rushes. Yeah. Well, maybe the basket that they put him in. Yeah, that it. That, I remember that from my grandmother reading the Bible to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck, Gail, and uh, let us know if you dissolve that and, and solve your other problems. Okay, thank you. I appreciate your time. and your. By the way, the mushroom sure. is good in spaghetti sauce. Yes, uh-huh. definitely. Dry it. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh. think that's what she has, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you dry, of course, you dry it first. <laughs> I will. If, if it comes back and I can get enough of it. Right. I think it will, though, if it's got roots that are that active. I think it's going to pop back up. Well, keep an eye on it, and I appreciate your time again. Thank yes, you ma'am. So much. Thank you All very right. much for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, Nelsa... What did you bring in today? Boy, that is a big hydrangea bloom over there. Is that a uh, peachy hydrangea or it's the limelight? It's like is that a limelight? Come on, size of a basketball. (laughs) That's got to be a different variety from what I have. Yeah, and what you gave me that is incredible, stunning. Like always, the first blooms of the season, and this I like uh, buying them from this grower because he uh, will hold his plants um, like a year back and prune them so that the stems get stu- uh, uh, stout. It won't bend over the dirt. Exactly. Was... But that, feel that thing. That thing's got to weigh a pound. That's, that's like a nice pom-pom. <laughs> I could go cheerleading on that. <laughs> so is this a different, is this a specific variety of? It, it is like the one of the original limelights. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Got a faint scent to it. We have, we do have little limes, and this is one called, um, I believe this one is Quickfire. Uh, so it's going to start kind of getting that pinky color to it. We have a pretty good collection of um, hydrangeas right now that are have been in so many different bloom stages. So I'm loving that because I feel like we always have hydrangeas in flower, mm. and that will continue through fall. 
Um, some of the lime lights and little limes that I have on our west side, uh, some of the flowers are kind of browning out. And again, it's just a factor of heat. Um, but some that we have more kind of north and east facing um, or a little more sheltered, they're, they're just they're like that. They look great. Sometimes, and you, you were the first person I ever remember mentioning this, but with hydrangeas, they tend to droop sometimes and, that, that's, and that's not necessarily because of drought it's could be the heat right and so and that's typically with um your your mop heads um your your shade uh loving um you know ph determined uh hydrangeas um and yes and i call those indicator plants so, so those are the ones that go in the shade but um especially newly well no i mean i have one um that's been in the ground gosh 20 some years and every day this week I come home, it is so wilted. And I haven't mm. watered that plant in probably 15 years. Yeah. And it, it, it just pops back up. Yeah. Okay. But it's critical when you sit there and you buy a $50 hydrangea and you plant it and you water it. And then the next day it's like wilted and you keep watering it and then it gets root rot. So, you know, you don't want to just baby them, but you want to give them good drainage. Uh, good soil amendments, uh, water them in initially, and then, again, being a new plant, uh, don't water in the evening or when you see it drooping, and the sun is going to make that foliage uh, wilt. But look at it in the morning. Did it rehydrate? So. All right. Well, people get so confused about watering. Of course, we know that yes. the best time is early in the morning. But I, I told somebody the other day before it rained, I said, if you have to, if you have to water, Certainly, it's, don't water it in the middle of the day, and you, you have to. You can water it at evening. It's just not the best time in the world. But if they have to have water and you can't do it in the morning, then evening is even better than the middle of the day. Correct. Um, you'll lose less to evaporation, um, and also the water will dry off the foliage. So if you do have to water in the evening, you want to make sure that you try to keep the water off the foliage because with our humidity, it may not dry, right. and then that could cause disease, bacterial um, infection, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I guess we need to take a break, don't we? All right, we'll take a break. And we've got Tim, Francis, and Liz waiting, and we'll get to you as soon as we can on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, uh, 856, Tim and Fuquay. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Uh, first off, I want to appreciate you guys sitting here Saturday morning with your very informative and uh, entertaining series. I uh, appreciate what you guys do. Thank you, Tim, very much. Yep. And um, I hope you can help me. I have uh, a couple of palm trees, uh, four actually, and I get different advice. Some people tell me I should water them every day, keep them wet, almost like sod. And other people tell me, whatever you do, don't water them, just let them go natural. I was wondering if y'all might have any uh, insight on that. So it's a palm tree? Correct. Is it a windmill palm or? Right. I have two windmill palms. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't have, water them I, I other don't, than uh, when you water initially mine. installed them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I haven't uh, watered mine. We've we've got uh, one uh, on one of our entrance sides, and um, I don't think I ever watered it even when we planted no. it. 
good. That that was the answer I was looking for because I don't really want to water them. No, I, I just I, in trouble. I rarely get out and water anything. It's just as I said, it, if you can't. Now, now I did make the mistake of uh, <laughs> we had a client in Fuquay that um, had two pretty good sized palm trees, and I and she's like, I want those ripped out. I don't want those by my pool. She's like, I thought I did. Any, anyway, long story short, I was like, we'll get them out. Oh, my goodness. That was the hardest plant we ever tried to extract. And, of course, I was determined to try to plant it at the garden hut. Now they're totem poles with vines growing on them. <laughs> they eventually died. Although that's what they are. <laughs> All right. One other question. Um, is that Rufus Edmondson, the deputy counsel for Watergate? Watergate. He was the Attorney General yeah. and Secretary of State, yes. Just had their and 50th. Okay. Um, I don't want to. Oh, did I miss something here? Tell, no. Tell, tell us the story about uh, when you were asked to summon the president to the phone. That's a great story. <laughs> we got about uh, a minute, Rufus. Well, what, uh, what happened <laughs> was we discovered that it was a taping system, and Senator Urban said to me, go get the, go get the president on the phone, Rufus. Sort of like give the loaf of bread. I went back and got the White House number, called, and I wasn't expecting uh, the president to come on the phone. I was expecting his secretary. And this voice came on and said, hello, Senator Irvin, this is Richard Nixon. And I said, whoa, Mr. President, Senator Irvin wants to get you, uh, uh, sir, on, on the phone. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I, I laughed about that for days. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. Oh. Who, who I just got in here late. Who who we talking to? Uh, it was Tim. He's gone. He, he's gone. He left. I guess he just wanted to hear the story, and he had a question also. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to Francis and Liz. And uh, Francis is in New Hill, longtime listener, and Liz is in Dunn. Uh, we'll talk to you right after the news here on WPTF, and we'll talk to the folks at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. 